Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash petty revenge, and next, a word from our sponsors. Our next Reddit post is from Alfalfa Floozy. Some background. I'm an American who was born and raised in the South. I have an obvious dialect. Also, English is a second language for most people here. Language barriers are not uncommon. All of this comes into the revenge. Years ago, I worked in a call center. It was a large company with English and Spanish departments. I worked in the English department, but sat next to our Spanish department. I handled billing. No one calls billing in a good mood, but in general, they're angry with the company, not the rep. You calm them down, fix the issue, and you're off to the next call. Few customers are memorable, but this one I will never forget, and I still laugh. This call happened on a busy day with long wait times. This just made the revenge sweeter. The call went like this. Thank you for calling blah blah blah. I want an American on the phone. What? I said I want an American on the phone. Ma'am, I'm an American. At this point, I can only assume I'm not speaking the right language. Un momento, por favor. I put her on hold, transfer her over to the Spanish line, and just giggled to myself. But it didn't end there. The lines were starting to calm down, and I was chatting with one of the Spanish reps when his deskmate pops up and says she's got a psycho on the phone. It was the woman I transferred. She was going ballistic. The Spanish rep had her on mute while talking to us. I apologized and told her what happened, and she started laughing. Then she looks right at me and said, I'm going to put her back in the Spanish queue. The Spanish department had a blast laughing at this crazy woman as they kept putting her back in the queue. I don't know if she ever got her issue fixed. Then again, we we never found out what the issue was either. She was too busy yelling at everyone. Moral of the story, be nice to phone reps. Down in the comments, we had this story from Legitimate Lion. I worked in a call center, and I had a guy scream at me for stealing American jobs. And once, I had a lady ask me, Where are you from? I can't understand your accent. I'm from the U.S. No, but where were you born? In the U.S. No! (sighs) Where were your parents born? In the U.S. Well, I'm from the U.S., and we don't sound like you. Our next Reddit post is from Susan Stowheelit. I'm a 50-year-old woman, and last week, I was told by a 12-year-old boy I was too fat and too old to understand handball. I watched him play with the other kids for a bit, and he was a complete douchebag about it all. He'd deliberately taunt the younger kids, promise them he wouldn't get them out, then send devastatingly fast balls at their heads and point and laugh when they got out. He'd change the rules so he never got out and blatantly cheated. I inserted myself into the game. He was very condescending and promised to go easy on me. I smashed that ball all over the court. Low shots, high shots, balls with spin. He didn't stand a chance. The best bit was, after I got him out for the fourth time, all the other kids cheered. I spent the rest of the afternoon teaching the younger kids how to play while he sulked in the corner. Petty AF and immature as hell, but super satisfying to see him get his comeuppance. Yes, I'm a terrible person, but he was much nicer to the other kids the next day. So, I distinctly remember when I was like 10 or something, I was having a conversation with one of my friends. I remember arguing that if all the kids in the world got into a war with all the adults in the world, then the kids would inevitably win because all the adults would be too afraid to harm children. 
So I guess what I'm trying to say is kids are freaking stupid. I'm 12 and I'm going to kick your butt, grown adult. Oh no, I've instantly lost. How could this happen? Our next Reddit post is from Allegan Brielsch. So I live on a student residence with shared flats on every floor. I live on the ninth floor and usually take the only bus to university. So I have to be at the bus stop at exactly 9.10 a.m. The next bus is at 9.40, which is too late for me. One girl living on floor number 10 usually calls the elevator and keeps the door from closing while she waits for her friend to be ready, which keeps everyone from using the elevator from 9 to 9.08. After three straight days of this happening and having to go down the stairs, I decided to get my revenge. Every time I would go down the stairs, I would call the elevator on every single floor, making it stop on the 8th, 7th, 6th, 5th, 4th they would usually lose the bus. And I would be able to see them from the bus as they exit the building and gazed at the bus. They started ranting about it on the residence's WhatsApp group. About people being selfish and major buttholes who don't care about anyone else. And how they were late to an important exam. Some random guy then sent a picture of the girl holding the elevator open with her backpack, along with the caption, Selfish? All hell broke loose after that. Her floormate started complaining about how one of them would just toss her cigarettes on the organic trash and smoke in the hallways. Another girl was pissed about how she would just drop her done cigarettes on random dishes and glasses when smoking in the kitchen. Two months after that, she got kicked out. The other girl left on her own. So I was a little surprised down in the comments because some people were saying that this type of behavior is only learned in the trailer park and that these two were trailer trash. But then I saw other comments that said they're spoiled rich girls who had probably never worked a day in their life. I'm curious, as you were listening to this story, how did you imagine these two girls? Let me know down in the comments of this video because I'm really curious. Our next Reddit post is from Sweet Buns McGee. My mom rents out her basement, which is heavy in demand in our area as we're close to the subway and bus station. The basement is furnished with its own kitchen, but the renters are free to use any additional space in her fridge if theirs is full. One renter decided to use that as a go-ahead to take whatever was available in the fridge and later on the dining table. My mom was too nice to say something, but she can be a bit of a troll. One day, she set out some eggs on the table, as she does sometimes when she cooks some hard-boiled eggs for me and my sister. The renter, on her way out, saw the free snack and pockets a couple on her way out. Needless to say, they broke in her pocket while she was walking. Half an hour later, she comes back to the house to get a change of clothes, never making eye contact with my mom. I don't think I've heard any complaints about missing food again after that day. So I guess you could say that now the renter is walking on eggshells around your mom? Our next Reddit post is from Granite Honcho. Back in college, I lived in a six-man apartment-style dorm that had shared living spaces and three bathrooms. Some of my roommates had guests over one weekend when I was out of town, and when I got back on Sunday night, I noticed that my razor had hair stubble in it. I didn't think much about it, but it was one of those expensive refill razors. And later on, one of the guests asked me if it was okay if they'd use my razor. I was kind of miffed about what this lazy butthole had done, so I told him I was okay with it, but that he should probably get checked out for hepatitis B since I was infected since age 12. I wasn't. When I had a bad blood transfusion in Vietnam when my family was on vacation. 
The entire group hearing this dropped silent, and the offending douchebag turned white. I told him, sorry man, I didn't expect you to use my razor, otherwise I would have given you a new blade or disinfected it for you. You better get a blood test. The guy asked me if I was serious, and I said, as serious as a heart attack and two kidney failures. A few hours later, my roommate asked me if it was true, and I said yes. I'm guessing his friend must have messed his pants. I let the lie go for about a week and then I fessed up. Evil person that I am. Even without the Hep B, why on earth would you use someone else's razor? That's gross, like using someone else's toothbrush. Maybe even worse, because you have no idea what that guy uses that razor for. Maybe he shaves his chest hair. Maybe his pubes. Maybe his butthole hair. Do you really want that razor being dragged across your face? Our next Reddit post is from Hank the Tank. So, for starters, I'm really a chill and laid-back guy. Today is my birthday, and I was heading into the office and decided to treat myself to a McDonald's coffee. I know, you're already impressed. Birthday and all, and I'm splurging by getting coffee from McDonald's. What can I say? I'm pretty freaking boring. Anyway, I'm going through the drive-thru, and it's one of the divided ones where the lines are supposed to stagger in a zipper fashion so as to promote efficiency and not screw up the orders. So, I choose the inside lane and make my order at the speaker box. The car in the outside lane has already ordered, and I wave her on in front of me. There's a slight pause at the window, apparently, and when she goes, the car directly behind her, some grunt in a white Honda, just darts in directly behind her, almost clipping my front end all the while blasting her effing horn and glaring at me like I just slapped her effing kid or something. Typically, I would respond in kind to that sort of thing, but I run a business in this fairly small town, and you never know who's watching. So I just smiled at her, which seemed to have pissed her off even more. Just then, I remembered my son's girlfriend was working the window. So I called her cell and told her I was in line. I asked her to take a look at the white Honda and please give her the royal treatment. When the woman got to the window, she was told that her order would take a few minutes and could she pull over to the waiting area and they would bring it out. I could hear some of the exchange at the window and could make out that she was none too happy. As I passed by her while sipping my coffee, I politely waved. I got a text back later in the morning from my son's girlfriend that they got her order wrong three times. Yes, it was petty, but do I feel pleasantly vindicated by this event? Indeed I do. Happy birthday to me. Down in the comments, we have a similar story from Long Easy. This reminds me of a story that my fiancé told me about last night. One time, the two of us were hitting to the in and out near us for lunch where they have a similar style two-lane split and then zipper merge after you order. If anyone's been to in and out then you know at lunchtime, the line can get pretty long, so they often have people waiting outside to take the order rather than have you order at a box so they can get the orders going sooner. Anyway, we pulled into the parking lot for the plaza it was in and made our way around. I could see in the distance there was a car driving aggressively towards where the line starts from the other entrance to the parking lot. Just as I was about to make my right turn into the lanes, the guy speeds up, makes a left turn, and cuts right in front of me. Normally, I probably would have gotten pissed off, but when my fiancé is around, I tend to keep a cooler head than normal. So I didn't even say anything at all, and the line was actually very short at the moment, so no big deal. Anyway, the lane split, and Mr. Burger Time takes the left lane, and I take the right lane. For whatever reason, the person who's taking the order comes to my car window first, despite the fact that he saw him pull in first. My fiancé and I are laughing at this point, but place our order very politely and say thank you to the kid for our order. 
He then walks over to the other guy, who's fuming at this point, and I hear him say, Since my window is also still open, You know, I cut that butthole off so I could get a hit of him, and you still served him first. My fiancé and I just completely lost it and burst out laughing. I passed the merge point before he finished ordering, so he was behind me the whole time. And we just kept laughing and laughing as I made sure to slowly creep forward the entire time, rather than stay right behind the person in front of me the whole time. How entitled does a person have to be to not only cut someone off to get ahead of them at a drive-thru, but also proudly shout that they did that when they get bumped back? Our next Reddit post is from Mr. M. Ever since day one of my job, my bosses cared little about my work and about my well-being in general. They never transitioned me properly through training and never had time for me because they don't know anything about my work. I had to train myself. When I finally found another opportunity, I was like F this company and the bosses. I handed in my two weeks notice. HR contacted me and sat me in a meeting with my bosses to pressure me to stay longer because they needed some more time to find a replacement. My job is very important for industrial work, and if I'm not around, the industrial work would have to halt. I asked if I would be paid more for staying longer, and I was told no. I said okay, I'll be happy to stay an extra week, but after that, I won't be able to stay any longer. Little did they know that I had accumulated sick leave. I don't get compensated for my remaining sick leave days. And I called in sick for the entire week. Best of luck, y'all. And down in the comments, we have a couple of similar stories. The first from Camel Walk. I'm a licensed practical nurse, and I put in a two-week notice at a hospital one time, and the unit manager told me, Well, we have a three-week notice policy here. I said okay, and did exactly what OP did. And then we have a similar story from Shelby, and even though it's posted underneath a petty revenge story, this is clearly pro-revenge. I gave a douchebag I used to work for a two weeks notice to correct my pay rate, or I quit. My check was short, and when I looked at my pay stub, I was getting paid 25% less than what I agreed to when I started. When I brought the discrepancy to his attention, he told me I was on probation for my first 90 days, and then he would consider adjusting my pay. I told him that was BS. I was never told about a reduced start rate for probationary period, or even a probationary period at all. He needed to either correct it on my next check, or I was done. Consider this my notice. Next paycheck, it still wasn't corrected, and I walked. He was shorthanded as it was, and I knew my leaving would screw up a couple of contracts he was already struggling to meet the deadline on. As I was going out the door, he stopped me and tried to tell me it was illegal to not give a notice. I just laughed in his face and told him I gave him my two weeks notice already, and besides, he was full of garbage. There's no such requirement. He begged me to stay, offered to fix my pay right then and there. I told him too late, you had your chance, but decided to screw me over thinking I wasn't going to follow through. I already had another job lined up with a better schedule and better pay. I reported him to the State Department of Labor for what he tried to pull with me and some other stuff that he was doing to other employees. I also blew the whistle on him to OSHA for all the safety violations there. That he was making everyone work without proper personal protection equipment and he wasn't licensing and training equipment operators. OSHA came in and nailed him to the wall. He got a $50,000 fine. 
The state came in and found so many payroll irregularities, he got charged with tax fraud and several other crimes and got five years in prison. He tried to blame it on his secretary, and she turned around and dropped the bombshell that they were having an affair, that he pressured her into it or she would lose her job. The secretary sued him for sexual harassment, and that was still going on over a year later when I lost track of everything when I went out of state. Last I heard, this douchebag's wife was divorcing him as well. Alright, OP, so let me make sure I've got the sequencing correct here. First, he got fined 50k. Then, he got blasted on tax evasion and went to prison for 5 years. Then, while he was still in prison, he got sued for sexual harassment. And and then his wife left him. Oh my god, OP, talk about scorched earth. That was r slash petty revenge, and if you like this content, then follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcasts every single day.